Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture, edited by Jim Harris, and music by Mike Hall. Today, Mike and I are discussing a movie that is still going to be in the theaters at the time that this episode airs. Specifically, we are talking about Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Quick history lesson. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. And soon enough, I was back on my feet, ready to embrace the fierce goddess within. <laughs> that wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. You betrayed him. You killed his BFF, and you're dumb enough to be building a case against him. So, unless we all want to die very unpleasant death, we're going to have to work together. Sure. I'm the one they should be scared of. Not you. Not Mr. J. Because I'm Harley freaking quit. I went into this movie with relatively low expectations. I wasn't expecting this to be a great movie. I was just looking for an enjoyable film. It was not bad, but it certainly wasn't great. It might not even be good, but it is definitely entertaining in parts and has some funny moments and some good performances. What's your initial take on it, Mike? Fairly similar. I, th I thought it was a fun movie. I did have some issues. I had to take my comic book nerd hat off in order to enjoy it because there's a lot of things that did not mesh well with what I know of some of the characters. There's also a few things that I just know about life in general that I'm like, that's not how that works. That really, really drove me nuts, but that's a very commonplace thing for me in a lot of movies. But overall, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I'm going to watch it repeatedly like I normally do comic book based movies but it was worth watching at least once it was worth watching at least once for me as well but I don't know if I needed to see this movie while it was still in the theater I don't think I needed to spend money on this movie I think I could have waited until this hit a streaming service or if you happened or someone we knew happened to pick up the blu-ray or dvd when it came out this was not a must-see movie I didn't really think it was a must-see movie going in, and after having seen it, I know it wasn't a must-see movie. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was. it's almost like a movie version of Arrowverse about that quality, where there's, a, there's some good things about it. A lot of people are saying, oh, this is the direction DC should be going. I'm like, I, I don't know. It, it really seems underdeveloped for a full-length movie. I agree about the Arrowverse level of quality, and I also agree that I disagree with this being the direction that DC should go in. I think they had a relatively low budget, which might explain its Arrowverse level quality, but I do not think that this should be a blueprint in any way for the direction DC should go with their movies. I agree. And I think for me, what really puts it at that level for me is just the level of acting 
Not that anybody did a bad job. I just think that the characters were underdeveloped. We can come back to that. I actually do think that someone did a bad job, but we can come back to that. I'm sorry to interrupt. So you thought the characters were just underdeveloped? Yeah, like it, there was no explanation on or, or even indication on why the characters were the way that they were at all. And in particular, I think actually Margot Robbie did a very good job portraying the Harley Quinn that was written for her. My issues with the Harley Quinn acting or character is more on just the way it was written. I think they took artistic license in doing specific things through this movie that didn't work for me, but they also, there's a lot of open doors for artistic license that they could have done that would have made this a better movie or more entertaining movie even that they didn't do. Yeah, I would agree. Not that I've seen it a lot, but I actually liked Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn more in Suicide Squad than I did in this movie. I disagree. Okay, and and the reason that I the reason I say that is because she wasn't in Suicide Squad as much, and was she was part of a larger ensemble cast. And one of the few things I actually liked about Suicide Squad was Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. For the most part, I didn't like that movie much at all, but I did like her in it. You disagree? You you think she was better in this than Suicide Squad, or or it's a bad comparison to make? She was better as the character in this movie. Than in Suicide Squad. I think Suicide Squad struggled with that character because they wrote for her almost like a cosplay impersonation of the character rather than the character itself. And I think in this movie, she did as well as she possibly could, like anybody could have, with the character, again, the way the character is written. I, I think the, the parts in this movie where the character failed is because the writing failed. For me, a lot of that had to do with the fact that, and I'm not, as we've said before, I don't know as much about the Batverse as you do, and I'm not as familiar with a lot of the characters, including Harley Quinn. But for me, I couldn't help but wonder, the whole idea of this is the version or a version of Harley Quinn coming to terms with who she is without the Joker. And I think that that journey although done in a different way and definitely much more cruder and much more intentionally funny, that journey is done much better in the Harley Quinn animated series on the DC streaming service. You are so very wrong. <laughs> okay, again, like I said, I don't know the character very well, and I don't know the Batverse very well, but for me, I greatly enjoy the Harley Quinn animated series on the DC streaming service. Yeah, 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 yeah. That That's great. That is a very, very, very good show. But that is a spoof show. Oh, I, I, I know it's a spoof show. And I, I, didn't, I didn't, but for, I guess for me, and again, I don't know the character very well. But I, for, for whatever reason, I just liked the her coming to terms with the Joker thing on that show. And that's kind of a big part of what like a third of this movie is kind of about. Oh yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. But so this this movie actually is not a direct adaptation, but an adaptation of a book run where she is venturing out on her own and trying to do her own thing and trying to leave Joker behind her because she knows it is finally completely done. 
and in that book run, she she does roll a derby. She has the stuffed beaver. Like she has a bunch of stuff that's all pulled from that book run in this movie. The thing about that book run, though, that I wish was in this, and again, I, I think I'm overly influenced by the animated show, Poison Ivy is in that book run, too, as her best friend yeah. that's helping her get move on with her life post-Joker. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that th- this movie would have definitely benefited from that relationship, but I, they just probably couldn't get that character. Maybe one of the best things about this movie is it's motivating me to go read more of the comics. But one of the things that confused me, even when I first heard that they were making this movie, is like, Birds of Prey? It's like, isn't that Oracle, Black Canary, and Huntress? What's Harley Quinn doing in a Birds of Prey story? But it says it right in the title. It's Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. But even the Birds of Prey are not as much a part of the story this is almost kind of a weird like origin story for them not, i'm not, not again we're, we're gonna try to stay away from spoilers in case people haven't seen the movie yet especially since it's still in the theaters but at the end of this movie the birds of prey have formed without harley quinn so it's kind of like a long not long but a roundabout way of one possible origin story for a version of the birds of prey why Harley Quinn had to be involved in that, I don't understand. Because without Harley Quinn, there wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> oh, I understand that. I understand that, but I'm just saying, why did this Harley Quinn movie have to use a Birds of Prey thing? Because they wanted to extend the world of Harley Quinn and bring in more other female characters and... In order to bring in the Birds of Prey, you have to bring it in on the back of somebody that's that's known and established already. Especially since, as we've talked about before, the Batverse, at least in the live-action DC movies, they haven't really done much other than bring in the Bat. And they haven't really done much to bring in much of the female. Even though there was a, a Poison Ivy in one of the Batman movies, they really haven't brought in much of anything of the female side of the bat first and any of the stuff that DC has done live action. Yeah, not much. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I definitely did not get hung up on that at all. Cause to me, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's just a matter of, Hey, was this a fun, good movie? And it, it was fun. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good, uh, choreography. The, the fight scenes looked awesome. Again, going back to the characters, I think I think they again that the actors did as well as they could for what was written for them. I, I almost felt bad for them a couple of times for what they had to work with, but overall, I enjoyed it. In a sense, that what that the other that the non Harley Quinn characters didn't get much development or much to work with. Is that what you mean, or a little bit of not much to work with, but also they just some of the costuming I think was almost taking advantage of the females that looked really good, but I, I almost feel like they were almost being exploited. Yeah. To me. And again, I, I, I didn't really read up a lot on this before I saw the movie, but I guess I mistakenly thought that this was going to be some type of a like female empowerment type movie. I'm sure many did feel empowered by it. And even that part. And that, that's the thing is you're never with, Anything social like that, the same thing that empowers some is going to offend others. 
I would also like to point out, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I thought it looked really good. I, I just felt bad. I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be so many people judging and criticizing, even though they look amazing. They're going to have to deal with that now because there's going to be backlash. I was picking up on agreeing with you about the it felt exploitative at some point. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's not female empowering at all. It does have that aspect. But like you said, it doesn't seem like they did it in the best possible way, because like for the most part, it's a bunch of abused and neglected women. It almost like you can't be a powerful woman unless you go through a lot of shit first. On many levels, it seemed like it was it missed some of the points it was trying to make. Or maybe I just saw it the wrong way than it was intended to be seen. Maybe women would see this movie differently than us. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I just think I was just going along the lines of they made it sexier than they had to. But I think that's part of it is, hey, we got to make this sexy. I could just see that going through their minds and even having that conversation when making this movie is how do we keep it sexy? What do we do? And these poor actresses are going to have to deal with the backlash from it, but they knew what they were signing up for at the same time, I suppose. I I agree. And and I think that the, the actresses did really well. I mean, we talked a little bit about Margot Robbie. The other actresses did well. I just wish we had seen more of them. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Rosie Perez. So seeing Rosie Perez again on screen was was great for me. Again, and I don't know much about the Renee Montoya character and whether or not she portrayed it well, but I think she did. I like Rosie Perez in this, and I just like seeing her on screen again. I I, I don't remember seeing her for a while in in movies. Yeah, I think she did a good job. I liked her in this as well. The the only and actually I don't think I don't think anybody acted poorly. Again, it's I'm not putting anything on any of the actors. I think all the actors did really well with what they had. I just fight back a little bit on some of the writing. Okay, I I do want to come back later. I do have one problem with the acting, but it's not a woman. But before I get there, the other actresses, again, also did well. Journey Smollett-Bell, who plays the Black Canary. I haven't really seen her in other things, but I thought she did a very good job with the Black Canary. Again, I wish there was a bit more of her in the movie, but for what she had to work with in the movie, I thought that she did well. Yeah, I agree. She did a very good job. And I'm a huge Mary Elizabeth Weinstead fan, so her playing Huntress was cool for me. They didn't really give her much to do in this movie. She got didn't really have a lot of time on screen. She didn't really have a lot of lines. She did good with what she was given, but I kind of wish that we could have seen more of her. Yeah, and that character wasn't exactly difficult to portray either, so that would have been a cakewalk for her. I didn't know who she was. I, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything but I'm also not a very good barometer of that. You, you saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world, right? Yeah. She's the female lead in that movie. Huh? Not to say that that's the only thing she's ever been in. <laughs> she's been in lots of things, but that was just a movie I'm pretty sure that you have seen. Yeah. You know what? Actually you say that, and I've come across her in many different things. And it's, she's one of those actors then that I just never remember her name. And whenever I look her up, I'm like, holy crap, she plays all these characters. Yes. Kind of like Gary Oldman, how he's such a good actor. It was years of watching him before I realized that those were all the same person. So since we're on acting, one of the, since I've alluded to it a few times that I did have a problem, Ewan McGregor, I really did not like him in this movie. Again, I don't know anything at all about the Black Mask character and whether or not he was portraying the Black Mask character correctly. 
but what he did with it, like his own personal creative choices as an actor or what the director had him do, but he almost ruins the movie for me. I disliked his performance that much. To me, again, it wasn't the performance. To me, it was the writing. And, and that's, again, what I, I agree with. I think he performed it as well as he possibly could for what was written and the direction he was given. But that, to me, does not fit the character at all from what I know about the character. But that's, that's not a character I know super well either. But definitely did not portray the character well in my head. To me, I really felt like that character was supposed to be Jared Leto's Joker. And they just changed the actor and the name of the character and said, okay, instead of Joker, now you're going to be Black Mask. But we're going to keep all the mannerisms and the way that you deal with things the same. Would it have been better or worse if the if the Joker was actually in this at least a little bit? I don't know. I didn't see that. Well, because you just said that you think that his character originally might have been the Joker, and that's why Evan McGregor may have played the Black Mask the way he did. Yeah, I, I just feel like they replaced Joker with Black Mask, but I, I don't think it would have necessarily changed the movie that much, really. And, and that's again kind of going back to people didn't like the Jared Leto joker character oh no i did not and neither of us liked the black mask character and i'm assuming for fairly the same reasons of the over the topness yeah the over the topness the the unnecessary craziness the yeah i i, I, yeah, I wasn't trying to say i wanted jerry leto's joker in this movie because i liked his portrayal in suicide squad i did not right that, that's what i'm saying though is that the reasoning for not liking the Black Mask character is the same reasons we didn't like the Joker character. And because, and to me, that's where I associate, where I feel like the Black Mask character is basically the Joker character. Oh, uh, okay. Like, for me, like, I thought that Chris Messina's Victor Zaz handled the deranged, creepy guy well enough that we didn't need that to also be in Edwin McGregor's Black Mask characterization. Yeah, I didn't like him either. I'm not saying that I did, but the fact is, like, if you had to have that element in the movie, just leave it with that guy and let Ewan McGregor play Black Mask a little bit differently. Having them both kind of be that way, again, it, it came close to ruining the movie for me because I just didn't like, especially Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Not that he's in the movie a lot either, so it's not, I'm not like saying he's like, dominates the movie because he's not in it a lot, but... When he is, it just, it bothered me. Agreed. So going back to like what you said before, I mean, there are entertaining parts of, of this movie. And one of the things you had mentioned was the action. There is a really impressive fight choreography in this movie. And some of the action scenes and the martial arts-esque hand-to-hand combat type scenes in this movie are particularly impressive. Yeah, I agree. There, there, there are times where it's just kind of a by-the-book fight scene but then there's other times where they get really creative and really out of the box with it and that's really where it stands out for me and I think it was just a brilliant execution for this type of movie they didn't go over the top with brutality like you would think that they might have because they got the R rating and they had the licensing to do so but I don't think they did they didn't go over the top like they could have a couple spots were graphic but not over-the-top graphic. Not as bad as it could have been. Oh, no. In fact, I was actually expecting it to be worse, and it wasn't, but I thought it was, the, it was fine the way it was. Yeah, the, the action sequences, like the two parts of the movie 
that stand out for me in terms of the best sequences. The police station raid was the first mm-hmm. one where Harley Quinn goes in. And this is the part, one of the parts of the movie where, not to give much away, but I mean, it's basically she raids the police station basically with a tear gas gun loaded with like glitter bombs. <laughs> I, will, I wasn't going to spoil that, but yeah, that was really awesome the way they did that. It, so it turns into an incredibly colorful and just outlandish action sequence that probably in any other movie would just not have worked at all and just would have looked absolutely stupid. But it works in this movie. I'm not saying it was amazing, but it was one of the more entertaining and enjoyable parts of the movie. Yeah, it looked really cool. It looked really cool. And then the other part of the police raid when she's in the evidence room, and not not to give stuff away, but the use of a bat as a weapon is done in some very impressive action sequences and somewhat creative action sequences in that part of the police station raid. Agreed. So again, that was probably, again, that whole section of the movie was probably the most entertaining part of the movie for me. And then the other major like action sequence is the amusement park sequence that happens later in the movie. It wasn't as good, but it also had some occasionally cool choreographed fight scenes that look pretty awesome. So that was the other part of the movie, the main climax of the story that really did also deliver some high entertainment value. Yeah, I agree. And I really liked how they kind of, they used each other and played off each other like a team in that scene. Yes, they did. And and I I don't want to give it away, but one of the funniest parts of the movie happens in the amusement park scene. One of the funniest lines, yeah. Not, not, Not just the funniest lines, but... The the stabby scene when oh oh yeah 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 that was when someone is paralyzed but still gets stabby I don't want to give too much away that was fucking hilarious that was probably actually the funniest part of the movie for me yeah I was thinking of a different scene but yeah so yeah again some of the final action sequences got a little bit less good but it's still it's still closed on a strong note. So again, overall, again, like I said, it's not a bad movie, but I don't, it's definitely not great. Might not even have been good, but it definitely has enough of it that's entertaining. To switch, I guess, maybe a little bit more over to the critical side, there were some aspects of a movie that weren't quite as good as maybe the movie thought they were. Like some of the, the, like the breakfast sandwich thing wasn't really as funny as the movie thinks it was i thought it was it didn't really work for me i mean i'm not saying it was bad but it's just like i see what you're trying to do but it's falling a little bit short of what i think you think it is and some of the ways that the the ways that they introduce characters and what gripes they had with harley it didn't again it wasn't bad but it was just like Eh, it's not completely clicking for me. Even some of like the reasons that people hated Harley. So it's like, I, it's like, I see what you're doing there, but it's not quite as good as it might think it is. And then when you combine that with some of the questionable performances, again, whether or not that's just read off to writing and directing, like you said, of Eamon McGregor, and even some of the Margot Robbie stuff wasn't awesome to me either. So when you put all of that together... 
it makes it into a movie that was trying to do something special and unique. And I hate making this analogy, but like the DC version of Deadpool, but ultimately missing the mark and not being that good. You know what? I, I actually am I'm sitting here. I was listening to all that and I was wondering if the reason you didn't like that stuff is because you don't know the Harlequin character that well. And that may very well be the case because I definitely know very little about the Harley Quinn character. Because to me, all that stuff that you listed as being things that they thought hit the mark, but you didn't think it did, like the breakfast sandwich, the way they introduced the other character, all that stuff to me is absolute spot on Harley Quinn. And was it done well? Very well. Okay. Do you need to really know a lot about Harley Quinn then to be able to enjoy this movie? I don't think you need to, but it helps, I think. Like especially like like the hyena, you see it a little bit in the previews, so I'm not really spoiling anything there. But like how she interacts with the hyena, absolutely perfect. The whole breakfast sandwich thing. There, there's entire comic book runs that are based off something simple like a breakfast sandwich upsetting her, and her going after the person that messed with whatever seemingly insignificant thing it was. Like all that stuff, spot on for the character, in my opinion. I'll take your word for it, I guess. Again, other than seeing the character in some animated series, not just the the new Harley Quinn animated series, but other like Batman, the animated series and stuff like that. I always knew who she was. It wasn't like when I saw Suicide Squad, I was like, who's Harley Quinn? I knew who she was. I just didn't know a lot about the character. So in terms of whether or not it was a good portrayal or not, or what her backstory is, I definitely don't have that level of knowledge. And maybe if I had that, maybe I would have enjoyed some of the things more that we were just talking about. I don't think people are making the Deadpool comparison. Oh, they are. Oh, they are? Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if they were, or if that was even something that this movie was trying to do. I don't think they were trying to, but it's they are such similar characters in the way that they're crazy but not crazy. It's very, very hard to not compare them just because they're so similar. That's where I was coming from, why I thought the things didn't land that I was mentioning earlier. I was thinking in my mind as if the Deadpool movie fell flat, like if the things that it had done didn't quite hit the mark and people were like, you saw what you were trying to do there, but it didn't work. It did. I loved Deadpool. But in my mind, I was like, imagining in an alternate reality where Deadpool wasn't a good movie because they didn't do the things that they did well, that's kind of what this movie reminded me of. Of They were trying to do things not like exactly like Deadpool, but sort of like in that genre. I don't even know what the hell to call it, but that attempted humor, that attempted crazy storytelling, crazy character type stuff, it missed a mark for me. That's actually probably a good analogy, though, because I know practically next to nothing about Deadpool. I didn't like Deadpool because I was like, hey, they got the character right. I fucking knew nothing about Deadpool when I saw the movie, and I loved that movie. So not knowing anything about the character didn't hurt me in Deadpool, and it didn't help me in this movie. Yeah, but I think also part of that might be some of the stuff that they would have done in this movie, they couldn't do because Deadpool already did it. And if they did it in this, then they would be accused of just copying Deadpool. I could see that. I think they did it about as well as they could possibly do with this movie. Like you said, it's not a great movie. It's borderline good. It's enjoyable. I think I'll probably watch it every few years. 
and enjoy it. Like other versions of something similar, I, I might watch a couple times a year, every other year, you know, whatever, depending on how good it is. For me, that that's really the rewatchability part is what makes a movie good or great. Can I watch it repeatedly and still enjoy it? And I think I will still enjoy this movie on repeated watchings. I just won't be able to watch it like every six months. It'll probably be every few years. I have no great desire to watch this movie again. After a certain period of time passes, I might want to watch it at least one more time just to see if my first impressions held up and if I changed my mind at all about the movie. But it definitely was, I wanted to call it a forgettable film. But like I said off the top, I really didn't need to see this movie in the theater and I wouldn't have needed to rush to see this movie after it came available on a streaming service or something like that. I also can't help but wonder how much the Harley Quinn animated series on the DC service hurt me for this movie because of how much I love that show. And I think I was maybe unfairly expecting or comparing this movie's story or my expectations of it to the animated series. And that might have fed into my disappointment. Yeah, that, w- that would definitely be a mistake. Because, yeah, that animated show takes the characters and just kind of does a caricature version of the characters to amp things up. And I, I don't want to go... We'll, we'll probably talk about that, that series on, a, on another episode, but... Oh, we definitely, definitely should. I would not use that as a comparison for the characters. I would wonder your opinion on this movie. Again, if, if you actually go back and read more of the books and then come back and watch the movie, how that would affect you. Do you know off the top of your head some specific good comic material to get a better understanding of the Harley Quinn character? Have you ever known me to remember the names of anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? Have you ever read any any of the Harley comics that you didn't like? I mean, is it pretty much if I just go and look for anything Harley Quinn, it will help because it's all good? Well, my opinion doesn't necessarily matter on that because uh, there's different books for different types of people. There are runs that I enjoy mo- more than others, but again, there's different versions. There's different runs to try to make fans of different types of people. I do know it hasn't come out yet. I think it comes out in a, a month or so. They are doing a limited run of the comics based on this movie. So a Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey limited comic run, I think it's only like four or five issues, is coming maybe just around the time that the movie will be leaving the theaters. So, But it is a special run literally based on this movie. Well, then these characters will be directly based on a comic book run and they'll be great. And who knows, maybe that comic book run will complement the movie really well and make make the movie better uh, on a second or future viewing. But like I said also earlier, it's like, no matter what, maybe not even so, it's kind of weird, not so much Harley Quinn, but even though they're not in the movie very much, I have a renewed interest in Birds of Prey. I don't really remember very short-lived Birds of Prey television series that they did. Don't do it. (laughs) That would be a a mistake for me to watch that to get a Birds of Prey fix, is what you're saying? Yep, that would just be a mistake in general. (laughs) You will never get that time of your life back. (laughs) Now I'm almost tempted to watch it just to see if it is as bad as you say it is. But I am tempted, though, seriously, to, to learn more about Birds of Prey. 
because there are lots of stories that don't involve Harley Quinn. And I was spark. It did spark my interest in learning more about them. Well, I will concede. I don't. I don't know Birds of Prey as a group. I don't think I've ever read any of those books. I know the characters separately, but I don't know. I haven't read anything of them as a group. Yeah, Black Canary is the only character that I'm familiar with, and my familiarity comes from the Arrowverse, which is probably a horrible place to get familiarity with any character. <laughs> yeah, and I these characters are based off the New 52 versions, which are different than the main versions that I'm used to. And the New 52, I really like the New 52, but I'm only familiar with the main Justice League characters in New 52. So I was really thrown back on the little bit of background they give for the Huntress in this because that's not the Huntress I knew. Before we hit record on this, I went and looked and like, oh, okay, they're they're basing off the new 52 version. And that, that seemed pretty consistent. Because I thought Huntress, isn't Huntress like the daughter of Batman and Catwoman? Yeah, originally. And that's not at all what we got. Sorry, I guess that might be, I don't know if that's the spoiler, but that's not the Huntress that's in this movie. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler, but that's all I knew of the Huntress, even though that's the, all of what very little that I knew of the Huntress was that. Yeah, and I, I really like the Huntress character, but again, that's from what I briefly read, it seems a pretty good adaptation of the New 52 version, but I just don't know anything about that version. So let's wrap this up. Any uh, closing thoughts on Birds of Prey? No, really, I, I think I kind of pretty much already said it. I think it's an enjoyable movie, especially if you take off your comic book cap and you just watch it for a movie, forget what you know about the characters, and just go for the ride. I think it's fun. Again, probably watch it every two to three years and still be able to enjoy it. There's a lot of good things. There are things, if you put your comic book fan hat back on, there are a lot of things you can enjoy, but a lot of things will annoy you as well. I would say it's a borderline good movie. I would agree with that as well. It's definitely a borderline good movie. It's also one of those movies, I think, in fairness, like it, when it is streaming on a service, I would watch the parts of the movie that I like. Like I said, there are a couple of really well done, entertaining, and well choreographed fight scene incorporated sequences in this movie. I could enjoy watching those parts of the movie and just like go do something else while the other parts of the movie are playing. Yeah. I wouldn't want to watch the entire movie, but this is a good background movie that if it came on at someone's house or what was on a streaming service, I would at least watch the parts of the movie that I enjoyed because those parts of the movie are quite entertaining. Even if the overall movie is just okay to borderline good. Yeah. It's probably closer to just okay, but like I said, it's definitely not bad. Right, and like the few things, the few issues I have with the movie actually don't really have anything to do with the movie. They're just little personal things that I'm like, ah, I don't really like that or that. I know from my life experience that that's not how that works. Sprinklers. Yeah, sprinklers and skating. Yeah, there, there's just a few things I'm like, eh, that's so close. And I mean, good enough for the movie. Most people will never notice the difference. But that just was enough for me to not like those parts. But again, there's, there's as far as the movie goes, excluding those personal things, there really isn't anything negative about the movie. It's just not great. Agreed. 
I'm, I'm anxious. Well, not anxious, but I'm interested to see where things might go from here. I know that Harley Quinn is going to be appearing in next year's The Suicide Squad movie. And I don't think this is a spoiler. This is in the same universe. There is an allusion to the events that this is the Harley Quinn who was in Suicide Squad. So I know that's happening. I don't know if they're ever going to do anything else with the Birds of Prey. You really just can't help yourself. You have to spoil things, don't you? That's not spoilery. I mean, that's probably things people already knew, but sorry. So that's happening. I don't know if they're ever going to bring any of the Birds of Prey back or have like a Birds of Prey movie where they bring in some of the other characters. Like I said, this movie kind of ends in a way of a weird origin story for the Birds of Prey without Harley Quinn. And you could imagine that they are having other adventures and other things could happen. Whether or not that will actually be done in a movie, I have no idea. I don't even know if it would even be any good, but it's a possibility that maybe it could happen. Yeah. Maybe they use this as a basis for making a better Birds of Prey television series that they put on the DC streaming service. That could be. They definitely left the door open for more. They're they're probably just going to hang back, see how this movie does, see what the reviews look like. Which, I mean, it looks like so far they're getting, they're getting pretty good reviews. I don't know if you've looked at the Rotten Tomatoes or not. I've got it pulled up here. It's got 80% tomato meter and an 83% audience score right now. So that's not bad. Yeah, and this is as of February 9th that we're recording this. So it's, it's the end of its opening weekend. So the reviews are, are, are not bad. They're, they're pretty good. I think it is underperforming at the box office in terms of how much money it's making. But the reviews are, are largely positive. Yeah, we'll see. I think this, is, this has got legs, I think. As word gets out that it's not like Suicide Squad and that it's its own thing and it's enjoyable, more people will trickle in to see it. I, I think this is a movie that it's not going to have huge opening weekend numbers, but it's going to continue to pick up steam as it goes along. Or not lose steam as it goes along. Agreed. Okie dokie. Okay, Puddin. Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review. Reach out to us on Twitter at Fanboy and Hater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.